You are listening to episode number 16 of the Gracefield CEO Podcast. Today's episode is like being a fly on the wall with other CEO moms over coffee. I'm joined by my business besties, Madison Brown and Lane Simeon, and we have a candid conversation about what it's like to run a business as moms and CEOs. Ever wondered how we juggle it all? Well, I can't say there's a magic formula, but I can say that grace is the only way. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Gracefield CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Dalberry, an online business manager for creatives who are scaling their business while focusing on what matters to them. I'm so excited to bring an honest and energizing take on being a CEO while you raise your family. In case no one has told you recently, it's possible to rock at both. Every episode will include actionable steps that will encourage and empower you to build a business that supports your family and that thrives through systems, strategy, and most importantly, heart. Join me on this journey to becoming a grace-filled CEO. Before we jump in, I have an offer that I think could be so beneficial for you and your business. I offer one-on-one strategy sessions, 90 minutes, there's no further commitment, and if you feel like you need that one-on-one time to break through something in your business, this call may be for you. We'll dig into where your business stands today, where you want it to go, and a lot of the conflict areas that keep you from moving from point A to point B, the places where you feel stuck or have concerns. We were going to work through some creative ways to overcome these obstacles. We will also think through the next steps for your business. We will leave the call with a recording and an activation plan to get moving on your goals. If you're interested in this, head over to my website, jilliandalberry.com slash strategy dash call to book. Hey friends, welcome to the Gracefield CEO podcast. Today I have two of my best business friends with me and I'm so excited to chat with them today about some fun business questions that we're all just going to chime in on. So I want to introduce you to Madison Brown. Hey, hey. And Lane Simeon. Hi. So first, I'd love to just introduce you guys, and you can kind of tell me a little bit about your business, what you're doing, what stage of business you're in, like, what does your lifestyle look like? Just tell me about yourself. Madison, you go first. Ah, Okay. I am Madison Brown. I am the owner of Madison Dearly Bookkeeping. I do monthly bookkeeping responsibilities for creative online business owners, love to work with some branded website designers, virtual assistants, photographers, educators. Um, Yeah, I've got two little kids. They are almost four and almost two, so I've got my hands full. I'm married. We live in Minnesota. And my life feels, I feel like I've built a lot of space in my calendar to be able to work slow or work with the things that I want to specifically do in my business. There's still always times that it's just like hectic and crazy. And you kind of got to love both both of those seasons. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Lane? Um, so I am just starting out in my business. It's called Lane Creative Boutique, and it is a digital marketing, like a lot of social media, email marketing, and Canva design, just love stuff like that. And I'm also a new mom. I have a four-month-old little boy who I'm obsessed with. <laughs> so I am like, y'all need to tell me all the things. Like, me all the advice. <laughs> like mom, I work life balancing both of them. So yeah, we could definitely tell you what not to do. No, I'll take anything. So we're currently sitting in your hotel room. 
and we're in Nashville. Why are we in Nashville? What, what are we doing here? Uh, so I got my branding pictures. This is Madison. I got my branding pictures taken with a dear friend of mine, Mandy Liz from Mandy Liz Photography. And yeah, I came over to Nashville and Lane, I asked, I was like, hey, I'm going to Nashville. Do you want to come with me? She's like, yep, flights booked, hotel booked. Let's go. <laughs> and then, of course, we had to see Jillian. She popped on over from Chattanooga, right? Yeah. 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 So it's just about like a two, two and a half hour drive, which is like, if it's not going to be like five hours, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I literally touched your face. Like, to like. I don't know. This is the first time we're meeting in person. Yeah. But we talk every day. We talk every day, close to every day, and worked together. And that's how we became friends. And and then Lane worked with you. Mm-hmm. And Lane worked with me. <laughs> so we just all kind of worked together and became friends. And it's just been a really sweet time. Yes. So, okay. So now that we've talked about all of that, let's talk about some, like, questions that I'm sure people get asked all the time when they're a mom who owns a business, and I'm going to start off with a hard hitter. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> yes. What do you feel like is the hardest thing about running a business in this stage of life? Boom. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and I'm still working on this, but I really feel like it became apparent very early in my business that I needed to learn this lesson, which is shutting off work and sh- turning on mom and vice versa. Um, So there were a lot of times where I would have both kids and they would be like hanging out with babysitter Daniel Tiger and I would be trying to work and I would just be like annoyed if they asked me questions or yeah, just like feeling like I wasn't giving 100% to anything. So really learning how to like not only shut my computer, but if I am thinking of like that email that someone sent me or something that's on my to-do list, just like turning it off. It's hard. It's way easier said than done but turning it off and being present with my kids and then vice versa of like, okay, dad's going to get the kids tonight. I'm going to go to a coffee shop or go somewhere else where like I am fully present in my business and I can give that 100%. I'm still learning this. Like I'm not perfect by any means, but it just became so clear that that's like the hardest thing that I needed to learn. I feel like every like piece of having a business that's hard is something that is a work in progress. Like it's never something that you just like master or figure out. It's just something that you always have to work towards and there will always be seasons where you're more susceptible to doing it poorly than others. Yeah. And it's just like always a learning curve, you know? For sure. Yeah. I think for me, one of the hardest things that about running a business in this stage of life is being able to communicate and not feel guilty about asking for work time. Like being able to say, hey, I need an extra hour or I need... Um, Like if everyone comes home at the end of the day and I truly do need to just knock something out for an hour or two, like being able to say, hey, like I need this time. Can I take it now? Can I or would it be better if I took it later? Like what in asking my husband, like what is the best time to take that to support you? Like in making sure that everyone's good, but just vocalizing it is hard for me. Like in being able to say, I need this. My business needs this. Because at the end of the day, like I know for us, my business is a part of our income source. Like it's not my, it's like our livelihood, right? So it's important for me to close loops in my business and get things done. And my husband knows that and respects that. But also, even if it wasn't such a big piece of our income, like I feel like he would still be that way. But me communicating that to him is like, 
next level understanding, next level support, because I'm able to say, this is what I need. And like, as much as we want our husbands to be mind readers, they are not. <laughs> they are terrible mind readers. <laughs> so for him to like be clear about what I need, he finds that empowering and he's like totally good with it. It's mm. great. I yeah. love that. I feel like the hardest thing for me, um, since I'm so early on, it's learning to set those boundaries of like professional because I want to be everyone's friend. And that is hard sometimes because it's like you still have to have that professional line of like and you can't cross it, you know. And so that's been that's just been something that I've learned recently is just setting those boundaries. And I've also realized like you have to have a contract like that's. Madison has told me that. Like, <laughs> and it's just so important and so true. And that's just something I've learned. And then like being a new mom too, like having a brand new baby at home and like trying to figure out like, where do I even want my business to go? Like, what are my goals? What do I, what's the first thing on my to-do list even, like even short term? And then like balancing that with like, I have this new life depending on me. So it's just been crazy but also so fun and exciting at the same time yeah so it's like equal parts <laughs> but an exciting and also terrifying <laughs> <laughs> do you feel a lot of pressure at this stage in your business of like having a new baby and having a, a fairly new business and yes what kind of pressure do you feel i just feel a lot of maybe it's not so much pressure like i put a lot of pressure on myself because i'm constantly comparing myself to others yeah you know, like where are they at with their business and like if we're the same age and you know, like those, I see those business owners that are also new moms that seem like they have their whole life together. I'm like, that needs to be me. But also not everything is as it seems. And I think that, yeah, most of my pressure just comes from within because yeah, it's just that constant comparison. Yeah, I struggle with that too a lot. It's so funny because when you talk to that business owner that you think has it all together, they just don't. <laughs> and they're waiting to connect with other people too because they're like, I don't have it all together. Like I... I'm also looking at other people and thinking that they have it together. Like, mm -hmm. it's so nice to kind of peel back those layers and become really close with people because of that shared, what's the word, self-doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So what is the best thing about running our businesses in this stage of life? Getting to make my... <laughs> getting to make my decisions. I you know, came from a finance background, worked in public accounting, a CPA firm, and everything was laid out for me. Whatever I was going to do that day, how many hours I was going to work that week, I was told what to do. And now that I get to make my own decisions about what I want to do and when I want to do it, if I get a creative just like juices flowing on a Sunday, I could just work if I want to on a Sunday and it doesn't feel like I'm unpaid for this time it's like no it's it's good for me it's good for my business it's good for just like my well-being because it just feels good yeah getting my own decisions agreed That's yeah <laughs> i would say the same thing I, I feel like there are other things that have made like made me think about them being the best thing about like things that my business has been able to provide for but at the same time it's the daily reward it's that i get to make my own decisions and i get to like say hey, today I need this. Today I need a break. Today I need to go grocery shopping in the middle of the day. Today I need to pick up my kids early or take them to a doctor's appointment or go get a pedicure or whatever I want to do, <laughs> you know? Like today I choose this. And I think that that is one of the, I think that's one of the things that I would, like a non-negotiable moving forward. Like now that I have that, I don't want to give that up. A thousand percent. Yeah. So what do we want our kids to learn by watching us grow a business? 
I'm going to go with the most cheesy answer answer ever. Um, You can do anything that you set your mind to. Yeah. I think if you dream it, it can be. It can be achieved to some extent if, and I am a person of faith. I know you talk about that a lot on this podcast, but if the Lord has blessed it and if it's truly your path in life, you cannot lose. Yes. And so if you have that passion, you have that drive and that dream that's like ordained by God, which sounds so Christian-y to say, but like it's, he's already forged this path for you. You can't lose. And if you put your mind to it, it'll happen. I want them to know that and see that in everything that I do. Yeah. I think what I want my kids to learn is that, but also that like you can do things your own way. You can do things at your own timeline. You can you can show up however you are and define your own version of success. And that is what you want to do moving forward. You know, like you make your own rules. Like it doesn't have to be maybe I don't want to teach them that they need to make their own rules. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess you kind of create, you have the power to set your own boundaries and kind of create what you need for yourself. And that's a possibility. I've never, I don't know how you guys felt, but like college never felt like the right thing for me. And I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, but like, I don't want my kids to feel like that's their only option. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. That's so funny that you say that because I was actually going to say like, uh, so many people think that going to college is the next step or like whatever, but there's so many other options. Yeah. And it's not for everyone. And that's not to say like you can still be successful without a college degree or like yeah. in whatever path you choose. So I guess that's something that I want my kid to know, too, is like everyone can forge their own path. And like, as my husband John would say, like, don't put me in a box, you know? Yeah, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think what to your point, too. They can make their own rules that are against the grain of society's rules. Like, I think we're kind of ingrained right. in that, like, oh, you <clears throat> must go to high school. You must go to college. You must get, you know, X, Y, Z experience. And then maybe you can be an entrepreneur. Well, it doesn't work like that. If you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to be a partner in a CPA firm or whatever it is, like, there's different paths to get there and nothing's right and nothing's wrong as long as you're being respectful along the way and, like, always bettering yourself. I think those are great new rules to make. Yeah, absolutely. To add to that, too, even just having the ability to live your life based on your values. And like, I know for me, when I was in corporate, I wasn't able to do that. Yes, you have control over your own person and the things that you do and say, and you can live by your values in that way. But like, I feel like I'm able to be a part of something so much bigger in what I'm doing and being able to share those values with other people and help impact other people based on that. So teaching my kids that they can, if they really value something or feel passionate about something, they can build a life around that that supports it and grows it. What is something that we feel really passionate about in regards to our businesses? I just love design and aesthetic and just making things pretty and just posting the posts on Instagram and watching the likes come in. Like just literally what I do, I just love it so much. And I get so much joy even out of the little things of just like making the posts or scheduling it and just see how the flow of the Instagram page looks. Like, you know, I just like am obsessed with that. I love it. I think it's so fun and it just brings me so much joy. So even though that's kind of just like surface level, I do just love it. I don't feel like it is though. I feel like there's something so satisfying without that. Because the way that that makes you feel is like how I feel about building systems and like building out the back end of back end structure in someone's business. It's satisfying for me. And like there's no like greater 
like there's not always a great purpose around it. It's just structure and making sure that everything is clean and put together. But yeah, I totally get that. What about you, Madison? Y'all think it's surface level, but it's like infectious too. Like when you work with our type of service providers and someone is so joyful, like I just posted this on Instagram for you and I'm like, dang, I'm excited too. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting. Um, My answer is kind of the same thing too of doing bookkeeping for business owners and seeing how that shapes the way they run their business and the way that they run their life. It sounds, again, very cheesy, but it's life-changing stuff to have your bookkeeping done, be able to see those numbers and understand where you're at in your business and making decisions based off of those numbers and not just like your gut reaction to what's in your bank account. So yeah, I think that's what I'm really passionate about is seeing people become confident in their numbers. I'm going to copy and paste what you just said, but instead of numbers, like (laughs) systems, (laughs) because I feel like for the same reason, like it's life changing when a CEO or someone who has built this business and they are like bringing in the money and they're supporting their family and they're doing all these amazing things. But then they're like, they even get here, like their systems have not caught up with the structure of their business and the growth of it. And so you have to go back and help clean that up. And then the peace that that brings, the confidence that that brings to that person, being able to be proactive instead of reactive is like life-changing. Unmatched. Unmatched, for sure. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) What is one piece of advice you would give a fellow mom about juggling life and business? Okay, I'm excited about this question because I want to hear all the advice. (laughs) Like, I don't have any names, moms, so y'all need to tell me all the things. Mm, what should we tell her, man? <laughs> okay, you go first. <laughs> I would say one thing I would tell a mom about juggling life and business is that sometimes the next step is not as complicated as you think because I feel like we get caught up in this. Well, what do I do next? I could do this. I could do this. Like because of we have so many options. Like, and sometimes we're good at so many things. Okay, you know, like. What do we end up, which direction do we end up going with? And I think that the best thing that someone told me one time was always start with what's right right now. Like, don't worry about what could happen in the future. Like in this moment, based on what's in front of you, who's in front of you, what your family looks like, what your family needs, what your business looks like, what your business needs, like what's right right now. Like that is the question that's almost universal for every season of life you're in in your business. But also just like outside of business in your personal life, like in this moment, what's right right now? That's so good. I think the biggest thing is taking care of yourself first before you're taking care of everybody else, making sure that your cup is full. Again, it sounds so counterintuitive. It's almost like I have so many things on my to-do list. My family has so many needs that I almost just never take care of myself. But if you're scheduling that time for your joy or your reflectiveness, the time for you to journal or the time for you to work out or whatever's really going to build you up. It just gives you even more peace about returning to your family at the end of a workday. Yeah. What is a lesson you've learned in your business that made a huge impact on how you run your business today? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lane. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, I kind of touched on this at the beginning, but I just really learned the lesson of setting boundaries Mm -hmm. and always having a contract, like those things are just so important. And like, I think that I was just so excited about getting started with social media and stuff and design. And it's just like, I didn't really think about 
everything leading up that I need to do first. Like, let's make sure we have these, like, what, what am I trying to think of? Like contracts and systems and uh, even just setting personal boundaries. Like what hours do I want to work or be in communication? Like I should have thought about all of that before instead of just jumping right into all the fun stuff, you know? Uh, so that's something that I really learned. I'm actually really glad I went through that though, because I don't think I would have listened before. So <laughs> we have appreciated it. Like right you now, like from now on, you will not. Oh yeah. Do anything without a contract. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. But that's also so justified too, because you were so excited and just like ready to serve people. You have such a good heart that I think that it's almost like you had to learn that hard lesson of like having the boundaries and having the contracts, but you still need to retain that like in, that enjoyment and that excitement out of what right. you wanted to do for other people. I don't want to lose that. But I don't no. think having a contract will make me lose that, but I think it'll just help keep me more organized. But I do love that I just get that's what that's what I love about having my own business. It's something that I get so excited about. Like I could talk about it all day and I want to bring that excitement to other people too. I don't want it to be so like here's what we're doing. This is this transaction. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want it to be, I'm just more of a creative and like, I just did not think about contracts or anything at all. But now I know that is so important and yeah. necessary. And it doesn't have to be terrible either. Like it can be, yeah. you can get people like Jillian to help. <laughs> and Madison has helped me with all the things too. So it's just, I'm so grateful for y'all. Can I just say that? Yeah. Like, I just we're grateful for you too. <laughs> totally. Really now. I think contracts almost take the transactionality out of it a little bit because you are you're given these boundaries and then you can it completely expand within them. Yeah. Um. So you're able to know where your like hard stops are, but then still like work within those. It's like a playground. Oh my gosh, what a great way to. Put I love that. Uh, my lesson that I've learned is saying no at the right time. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of a, a yes woman too, where I'm like, I love to serve people. I love to see results. So I, I enjoy saying yes to people, but for a long time in my business, in the early stages of entrepreneurship, I said yes to so many people that I should not have. Um, almost out of desperation too, I think when you first start your business, if it is that really um, integral piece of your family's income, you're more likely to say yes when you shouldn't. But it's almost like God is saying, if you acknowledge that this is not in alignment with where I want you to be, and if you say no to this person, I will give you riches on the other side of it because of your obedience. Yes. So yeah, just learning to say no, I think was really difficult for me. And then equally having to kind of cut off those relationships and saying, hey, I'm just not aligned and acknowledging I'm not the best fit for your business because I do want to be the best fit for everybody. But if I truly love and value that person, I might not be the best fit. And it might be that true love for them that's saying you might need to go with a different service provider. It's hard. It's so hard to acknowledge that, but so worth it because there are rewards on the other side that the Lord just blesses you for you, your obedience. I agree with that a thousand percent. I feel like mine would definitely be, I have a couple, <laughs> but one thing would definitely be, I love you're saying no at the right time to the right people. And you can do that in such a kind, loving way. And the way that you describe that is like, absolutely, like you would want to tell someone no out of love mm -hmm. for them and care for them and their business. One thing that really just has always stuck with me from years ago, I made, it was a, a different business and I made a really quick, poor decision. I was actually in the hospital bed, about to have crew seven weeks early, about to have an emergency C-section, and I made a really poor financial decision. And 
I ended up going into debt in that particular business on that day because I felt pressure. Because of that, it took me a year and a half to fully get out of that very slowly. And it has impacted me greatly, though, because you will never see me go into debt for any business from here on out. Like, I will not. It also has just like impacted me and how I think about money and how I think about it. You and I talk about this all the time and you talk about this with the people that you work with, Madison, like like looking at your numbers and feeling empowered by that and being able to say, I know I can afford to do this because of these projections or these numbers or how much I'm able to save or whatever. That's just a really empowering. It definitely has to do with money, being able to confidently say, I can wait for this or I can save up for this or whatever it is, you know, but not going into debt for it. Absolutely. Oh, money mindset is a big thing that a lot of a lot of my clients, a lot of people that I see struggle with. And it's hard to overcome that, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of just looking at concrete data instead of just going off your emotions. What did you call it one time? It was like um, emotional bookkeeping. Emotional book. <laughs> oh my gosh. We've talked about that so many before. people, especially when you're doing your own books. I think it's really easy to do emotional bookkeeping. You're doing it, but then you're looking at it and you're feeling this, like you're tied to it, like your value or your worth is somehow tied to this, but it's not. And then just having a, a third party look at it and saying, no, here's here's the real numbers. Let me show you the holistic picture of what we're looking at here. It's not just what your heart is telling you or how you're feeling about it. There's so much more to the picture than that. Yeah, for sure. Well, this was great, guys. So what? Thanks for the podcast episode. Where can everyone find you on social media? What's your website? Tell us a little bit more about where people can find you. You guys, mine is at www.madisondearly.com. And I'm also at Madison Dearly on Instagram and TikTok. I am. You can find me on Instagram at Lane Creative Boutique. And that's pretty much it right now, but website soon to come. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Julie. It's so good to see you. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll talk soon. I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Madison, Lane, and myself. We had a blast recording this, as you probably heard. Lots of laughs. (laughs) And I hope this encouraged you on your own CEO journey. I would love to hear what you think about the podcast and about this episode. If you are able, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would so appreciate it. Until next time, give yourself grace. You are doing better than you think you are. Talk to you soon.